0: Screaming trees nearly lost you on Island 106.9 W.I.I.S. Key West. Good morning, Gwen Filosa. in with you on a kind of overcast. I think it's a little rainy uh friday but thanks for joining me this morning i'm super excited for my guest gonna go ahead and put her on she's a reporter and journalist lives in washington dc uh her debut novel god spare the girls just came out like this week and she writes about everything she's co-owner and features writer at defector.com kelsey mckinney good morning good morning Gwen. thank you so much for having me thanks for coming on now is it too early for you No, I'm awake. I've had a cup of coffee. I'm ready to go. (laughs) That's the show name. It's too early because it's always too early for me. I've been forced into becoming a morning person. You're really brave. I am. Thank you for recognizing my courage. Um, Of course. But yeah, uh, congratulations on God Spare the Girls. Just came out. Great title.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm very excited about it.
0: And it just came out this week, correct?
1: Yeah, it came out on Tuesday. So, you know, I haven't slept at all, which is exciting.
0: So we're making be, it work. <laughs> I mean, it must be exciting and yet a little like just, you know, it freaks you out that you, you did it.
2: Yeah,
1: it's weird. I've been comparing it like somewhat to having a child where it's like, you know, you have all of this buildup and this very long pregnancy and then you have the baby and you're like, oh, I still have to do all of this work. So it's it's great and I'm thrilled and I'm working still. So one day I will take a vacation.
0: That's that's <laughs> right. That's right. And uh, now for, uh, tell us all about Defector.com. I think there's a story behind it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I used to be a features writer at a site called Deadspin. And in the fall of 2019, we had a series of events happen where new ownership of the company took over and began invading the editorial independence of the site. They started by, like, ousting one editor-in-chief and then firing another.
0: Oh, no. And
1: so, yeah, it was a whole big drama. But um, because I work with a bunch of people who have very strong personal morals, as it happened, we kind of, you know, went into a little meeting room. And we're talking to each other and saying, you know, do we want to stay here while this is happening? And we decided that, no, we didn't. Mm -hmm. We wanted to maintain our editorial independence. And so we all quit. Um, And that is a big problem for a website when your entire writing staff quits. Um, And then the pandemic happened and then we launched a new site in July or in August of last year. So we're coming up on the one year anniversary and Defector is a um, a co-owned cooperative news blog about sports and culture and basically whatever we want.
0: That's great. Congratulations. You've been busy.
1: I have been so busy. Thank you for noticing. But
0: have you had any time to like watch Queen's Gambit? <laughs> That's my show. I
1: have watched Queen's Gambit. Yeah. So you've had time. <laughs> just... Okay. Well, Some, yes, don't worry.
0: It's it's not a lot. I mean, it's not, it's not a lot of time when you're, you know, doing all, so much writing. And um, now tell us about the novel. Uh, I think it's based on stuff you've written about it,
1: Kind of, yeah. So the book is about two sisters who are the daughters of a mega church evangelical pastor who has a terrible secret. And they're kind of summer trying to decide how to handle it and how to move forward. Um, and I grew up evangelical in the church and the book is totally fiction, but the questions at it, of like at the heart of it, about what to believe and how to believe it and when to tell the truth and when not to are all questions that I've really grappled with personally too. So there's some of me in it.
0: Now, when we talk about a mega church, what what exactly? I mean, I mean, I know what it is, kinda, <laughs> kinda. But what what are we? Th- are they always evangelical or they can be Baptist, right?
1: Yeah, so the church in the book is part of the Southern Baptist Coalition. It's fake. Um, it's a fictional church that I made up, um, and it has I, more than five thousand active congregants. So it's huge, right? And the in the in the book, they meet in an old. Um, renovated grocery store. So that's kind of the size wow. <laughs> comparison of the group. Public size. Yeah. So it's. I mean, I grew up in Texas, and the book is set in Texas, and there are plenty of churches that size. Um, I'm not sure if there are mega churches in Florida, but I assume there are some. It's gotta be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna put that somewhere there. right. <laughs> but like growing up, uh, evangelical. Uh, what w- was it? Baptist? Was it uh Presbyterian? What what uh, religion?
1: So I grew up. I grew up um, evangelical non-denominational, which is like not quite Baptist and not quite Presbyterian. It's like a nice little middle ground, um, which is a little bit less rigorous and um, strict than Baptists. Uh, But the book in the church is a straight Southern Baptist church, right? So they follow all the same ideology and are... Uh, very strict and rigorous of their beliefs, and how they enforce them.
0: Oh yeah, so so a lot of rules growing up.
1: A lot of rules, yeah.
0: A lot of rules. Were you rebellious at all when you when you kind of were a teenager? Or? You
1: know, it's funny. I like was one of those kids that was like so terrified of rebellion. That, like, I, not even from my parents at all, just, like, my own internal creation of fear, that I didn't really rebel until I got to college. You know, I was, like, a really good kid all through high school. My only rebellion was I smoked, like, secret cigarettes
0: in my car. You know, awful. In the car? Very With terrible. The windows up? <laughs> oh,
1: down. No, you can't get caught. Good. Well, Come on. <laughs> oh,
0: windows up. Come on. I was, I was a bad smoker for a long time. And, um, uh, but, like, I, I have you, are you still evangelical? I'm just curious. No, not at all. <laughs> you could be. Yeah.
1: That's true, I when could did... be, but no, I'm not. I left the church in, um, in college. I, you know, when you grow up in a really tight-knit community the way that I did and one that where everyone kind of believes the same thing, you don't have much of a chance to ask yourself questions about what you want to believe or if you even believe the things that you say you do and so as those barriers started to break down as I started to meet people from outside of the church and from outside of the like mainly white community I grew up in in high school and in college I started to question the things that I believed and as I did that I decided that I didn't believe them anymore which was a very stressful and terrible process but that's kind of why I wrote the book was to give this Uh, To give people who are going through that questioning or who have ever had those questions some, like, media representation for that, to show a character who isn't sure what she believes and is trying to wrap her little hands around something secure Mm -hmm. in a moment of, like, terror...
0: Wow. That's that, that's a lot. Um, wanted to ask. <laughs>
1: yeah. Good morning.
0: Because when you write about religion, does are you kind of like, oh, boy, I'm somebody's gonna get on me for this? Or are you just does it feel yeah. like a sense of freedom to just be like, this is what I want to put out there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I am. I'm always nervous that like the Southern Baptist Convention will like decide this is heresy and cancel me, mm. uh, which they probably should. But I <laughs> no, I think that one thing I tried really hard to do in the book is not to mock people's faith. Mm-hmm. Right. Because to me, there's a really strict distinction between having a personal faith and believing something and belonging to a religion right? Mm-hmm. I see those as kind of two distinct things. And so part of the reason there are two sisters in the book is they both have different journeys with what they believe. So even though they're consuming the same information about the church and the same having the same kind of questions about what kind of role the church might play in their lives, their personal journeys with what they believe are very different. Um, so I guess, yes, it's scary to write about faith. But one thing I tried really hard to do is to make it a story that wouldn't be demeaning to someone who still believed the, believed in Christianity at all. I wanted it to be a book for them too.
0: And and I feel the same way there everybody listening, don't throw out your radio. Um but, you know, <laughs> anyone trying to have a spiritual experience or get close to a power greater, I'm all for. I took mad respect. I have my own spiritual path, you know. But in and re- right but when religion and, and like you said, religion and faith sometimes they're different.
1: Well, and that's the thing that I think is so interesting, right? It's like, I also have things that I believe, right? My own kind of practices to remind myself of what those are. Um, but it's really separate to have organizations that are making a ton of money and hold a lot of power mm. in order to communicate those beliefs, right? Like that is the distinction I wanted to draw is between people as an, as individuals believing something. And groups making a lot of money off of people believing those things, got gotcha. you, yeah,
0: I mean it's they're very very different. God spare the girls. It's out <laughs> now, everyone. great cover too how did how'd you do that?
1: Thank you so much. yeah, we um i did, I wanted a big sky cover, so mm-hmm. the cover of the book is like a gradient sky. It starts with like a purple at the top and descends to like a yellow sunset um and i wanted I wanted a book that people would like hold up. In the air to take photos on Instagram because
0: that's it, where books live. It's like the sunset. It's beautiful. I mean, it's it's um it's kind of like cloudy and, and it's, thank you so. I'm much. all about the title and the cover, Kelsey. I don't do a lot of reading. Thank
1: you. <laughs> just you know what? That is just as important though because you don't have to read the book to post it on your Instagram.
0: You is what I'm always saying. You don't. And I, I, I definitely <laughs> think everyone should read your book. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm pro. I'll read your book. Just not. I'm anything pro else. I, Yeah. I, I tried to read the goldfinch. a couple a couple of years ago it's, it's so thick it's, it's so amazing thick. I, I just stopped halfway through and then i wrote a review of it for a local weekly and i, I told them i told them in the story i got, I just got halfway through 900 some pages but it's great why
1: did i it's stop it's beautiful well, because it was nine hundred pages, my you... book is only three hundred pages.
0: Excellent! <laughs> you you owe Donna Tart six hundred more pages. By yeah,
1: the way. I'll I'll file them to her directly. But I just get
0: and I, but it's such an amazing book. I I really now I've forgotten it all. Anyway, it's more about me. It's all it's about beautiful.
1: Me. It's... Yeah, no, I read that book in I think two sittings. Also, like I read part of it in the summer, wow. and part of it in the winter because oh, it was like okay. I got I got. Oh no! I met like two separate. <laughs> you of sat time. down and read. No, out. no, no, no! I are you can't. Nine hundred page books are a lot, even for me, and I read it a ton. And <laughs> hey, did you read *The Secret <laughs> History*, Donna Tart? I did. Yeah, so I read good. it in college and loved it.
0: Amazing, but um, let's get back book. to you. Let's get back to you. <laughs> Um, we have to. One thing I noticed you have like 84,000 followers on Twitter. I have <laughs> I about sure 3,000, so we're we're the same. Yes. Um how did you amass <laughs> Is that just during Deadspin and I have you-
1: No idea. I I got I've been on Twitter forever. And I was talking about this the other day because someone else asked me this question, and I don't—I really have no idea why people follow me. Like, I just have been tweeting like half of my thoughts into the abyss for like 14 years, and everyone is like, "Yeah, sure, that's fine." <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm well, not even really that funny. No, you so. are. You're,
0: you're a good Twitter person. But when did when did you? Was it gradually, or did one day you wake up and said, "I have 20,000 additional"? Like, did it? I, I need um, to know.
1: I'm trying to think. So I think for me, I had like, I used to cover South by Southwest when I lived in Austin. Nice. And so I, had, I gained like a good little cushion there for people who would be there and trying to find parties and didn't live in Austin and so didn't know where they were um and then i think once you hit like a certain number of followers probably like the 20k mark other people just assume that you're interesting and legit and follow you which is a real bet you know so after that you just sort of sort of gain them very rapidly i I don't know why (laughs) and if you "You shouldn't trust these other people who are they who are, who (laughs) are they and are you verified or whatever they call that I am, yeah, because I work for a news organization
0: So oh, usually maybe, we yeah, work for a news organization Yeah, you should I'm a reporter. You should them. I don't know if you knew that um, <laughs> Nothing like you You have written so You're like the most versatile reporter I've, Except for me <laughs> I'm versatile That's what my boss said um, I you, believe it Did you Morning you, show, you gotta be You gotta be you, you met Olivia Munn That's the most important thing to me <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I did She was so beautiful. Did she ask about me?
1: Yeah. We talked about you the whole
0: time. I mean, that's um, because I went to your website and I'm like, these are very different stories. and I love it. I love it. And then we've got a story about tater tots, which is genius.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I joke all the time that like my everyone else has a beat, right? Like journalists are like, oh, I have this beat, right? I write about like baseball or you know they have like a specific area of interest and my area of interest is just things I typed into Google at two in the morning. Nice. Um, so yeah most of my stories are like who invented tater tots because at some point I was like who invented these and then I googled it and there was no good answer and I was like cool great I'll pitch that. <laughs>
0: well yeah and, and these, um, so much on our website everybody go com. you got stuff about bras and how to f- make them fit which is the <laughs> most important story. I mean my I yeah, won't get into uh, yeah, but <laughs> well, we could, and uh, the flat iron, you know, the forgotten genius behind your flat iron. But I mean, you also sports writing and, and uh interviews, and um, it, it's um, it's amazing.
1: Thank you. I I mean, like you, I'm a very like curious person. You have to be to work in this job, right? You have to find other people interesting. And I think that's like, that's the great thing about being a reporter is that they don't like tell children because then they would all want to do it. Mm-hmm. It's a very difficult job that does not pay very well, as you know. Yeah, um, but I, yeah, the great thing about it is that you just get to talk to people about things that they love all day, which is really exciting.
0: <laughs> it's, it's great. It's, I find it hard. And oh, that's what I wanted to ask you. Social media. Just terrifies me, and I have to be on yeah. all day for work. Oh, I'm sorry. And I, I've <laughs> lately just fallen down rabbit holes where I'm like following comedians. And but when you tweet, is there, I, it's like one wrong word. I don't know. How do you feel when you're tweeting and you're on Facebook or I don't? Know, Facebook's kind of for old people like me. But, yeah, um, I
1: don't. I don't know what's happening on my Facebook. That's like a dangerous zone that I don't venture into. Um, how do I feel when I'm tweeting?
0: I mean, it's just, well, it's terrifying. You don't know who, do you get a lot of weird responses from like you tweet a joke and everybody's yeah. like, you're, I can't believe you Yeah, that.
1: but there's one trick that I use that you can also use, which is that if you've set up two, like two-step verification on your phone. You can text to tweet, <laughs> which is where you just no text way. Twitter and it just posts it to your Twitter, and then you don't have to look at any of the replies. How did <laughs> I not know this? I, it's like a really old school feature that I think they just haven't subbed out yet, right? Like you used to be able to do it before the app existed. You could text a tweet. Um, And so I still do that sometimes because I'm like, oh, I don't want to like, I just want to project my thoughts into the ether. I don't really want to read everyone's
0: opinion about them. (laughs) And that's the thing. It's like I I read these comedians. They put out a joke and everyone's like, I can't believe you. And I'm like, that's a joke. But um, oh, I know uh,
1: I made a joke a couple of weekends ago just because I was like watching the Olympic trials on TV and everyone got really mad at me. They were like, Bill Murray made this joke five years ago. And I was like, I don't have Bill Murray's jokes memorized. <laughs> that's that's like, what I, I'm, I'm afraid like, that's of. not my problem.
0: That's what I'm afraid of. I'll make it make a joke and then people are like, I can't believe you ripped that off. And it's like uh,
1: But um <laughs> uh, I'm too tired to rip anything off. Come on. Me
0: too. <laughs> Me too. Um, I'm going to keep you just for a minute. I'm keeping you late. Sorry. Um, That's okay. How did you get into journalism and, and writing? I mean, was it something you did in college or high school?
1: I was always a huge reader. Um, I read a lot as a kid, just like at the library, you know, getting those little stickers for reading the summer. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: and then I went to college and I thought I would be a professor. And um, turns out you those jobs don't really exist. And also I wasn't a good teacher at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then someone <laughs> recruited the me to work at the newspaper. And I didn't want to work there. I was like, I don't wanna do this. It seems hard.
2: So hard, everybody. <laughs>
1: and they were like, Well, you'll be good at it and we'll pay you and there's free pizza. And to a college kid, you're like, Oh great, there free is pizza. pizza. An election. Yeah. And they tra- yeah, exactly. It's not there every day. That's the trick. They're exactly. like the pizza is only here, you know, twice a year, but the first week it's there every day. <laughs> um and so i joined the paper and i worked there for two years in school um and i loved it it was so fun it was like the most tired i've ever been in my whole life because you have to put the paper to bed at like two in the morning wow old but school. yeah very old school i don't know if they do that
0: anymore no it's um, two in the afternoon
1: is it <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah They kids Not are me. going to
0: sleep me it's 24 um, 7 yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's that. Yeah, that's how I got into it. And then I just like I like this, the freedom of just calling. I mean, like you just calling random people on the phone and being like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I think yeah. that's really fun. They'll tell so you. I just I stuck around.
0: That's great. That's great. Kelsey McKinney, the book is God Spare the Girls. Her debut novel came out this week. And we got we we pinned you down for an interview. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, my first
1: radio interview. So thank you so much for having me.
0: And uh, go to Defector.com to read all kinds of different things. And uh, thank you. I hope you come back. I'm going to call you every day.
1: Great. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow.
0: And you'll be like, oh, my gosh, I have enough friends. (laughs) i uh, like, Gwen, so good to see you. You're the,
1: yes, yes, I'll Zoom you.
0: That's, uh, but uh, thank you so much for getting up early and doing this, and I wish you continued success.
1: Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me, Gwen. Have a great
0: day. Take care. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. And uh, we are going to take a music break, come back with your headlines. This is Black Pistol Fire. That's what they're called. Look Alive, Island 1069. Stick around, everyone.
2: What if I say goodbye? Leave it oh.
0: Black Pistol Fire. It was a look alive. Island 1069 WIIS Key West. Good morning. It's Too Early is the name of the show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, when, and we had a great guest. That was great. That was great. Um, Going to turn now to your headlines. And uh, this is posted on my Facebook page, Gwen Filosa, a journalist in Key West. Um, in Brevard County last night, Uh, Angel Font was booked into the jail there about 10 p.m. And earlier yesterday, Key West police confirmed that Font is a suspect in the fatal shooting of 19-year-old Oswey Emmanuel Gomez. Gomez was found around 3 a.m. Tuesday at the intersection of Amelia and Howe Streets. He was airlifted to Jackson Memorial Hospital, where he later died. Uh, police have not released details of the shooting, and um, on the jail website in Brevard County, there wasn't a specific charge listed, but uh, we will have more on that as uh, the case progresses and we get more information. And we're going to take a look at your weather today. Showers early, then cloudy in the afternoon. High near 86. Winds will be out of the east-southeast at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Chance of rain is 40% today. Um, And uh, cloudy skies tonight, low of 81. Winds will be out of the east at 10 to 20 miles per hour. And uh, that is a look at your headlines today. And I'm here weekdays at 8.15. And um, yeah, we're here with uh, guests and all kinds of things. And um, uh, thanks for tuning in. Wanted to to mention yesterday, uh, found out a friend texted me, and then I saw it in Keys Weekly. Uh, someone named Gwen Filosa has been nominated for best local celebrity in the Bubba's Awards. The Bubba's Awards um, raise a lot of money for uh, charity, and they have a big show. and uh, And congratulations to the other nominees, uh, Bill Hobie. Uh, Landon Bradbury and Mandy Miles. And uh it, it was a nice uh it was a nice thing to see and I, I just wanna thank everybody out there if if you nominated me, really appreciate it. Um yeah, it's it's humbling. I, I don't feel like a celebrity when I wake up in the morning and put on the Soundgarden it's just it's just me and uh but it was it was really nice and I'm complimented and humbled and uh, I'm just here doing a job but uh yeah check out the Keys Weekly for the list there's so many people nominated for all kinds of different uh, categories and congratulations to all the nominations and yeah yeah it's it's nice it's nice so um going gotta push on with the best alternative rock here on Island 1069 let's see what we got coming up oh the heavy hours? Yeah, don't walk away. i going to talk to you all Monday morning at 8.15. Again, you can follow me on Facebook, uh, Gwen Filosa, a journalist in Key West. And I'm on Twitter, but I don't have as many followers is Kelsey McKinney. And Kelsey McKinney, her novel, God Spare the Girls, is out this week. Check it out and go to Defector.com for all kinds of great writing and reporting. And I want to thank her again for coming on. That was fun. Uh, so yeah, here's the heavy hours. Have a great and productive day, everyone. And uh, we'll be back Monday. Have a great weekend.
2: If you the ocean, I'll be the stars. You shine on you wherever you are. put us back together again you got me burning out of my mind you got me begging for a piece of your time you got me sleeping